What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today is part two of our 2023 wrap-up. In this episode, we're going to get into the worst movies, my favorite fucking subject. <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Uh, we're also going to talk about the worst TV series, but we are also going to end on a positive note, guys. We're going to talk about what we want to see in 2024, the things we're most excited for, TV shows, uh, including House of the Dragon, the new Daredevil. Well, I don't know if that's actually going to come out, but you get the idea. Of course, we're going to talk about some movies that we want to see, like Deadpool 3 and things like that. So um, strap in, guys, and enjoy. Yep. All right, let's go. Let's go to our next category. Do you want to choose it? Psych, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll run that shit, bitch. All right, let's do. Let's do worst ten movies of the year. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, worst. Let's do worst ten shows, and let's do the movies next. Okay. Worst five to, ten sh- five to ten shows. All right. So at number five, I have the One Piece live action. Uh, this was not a good series. I don't give a fuck what none of you niggas say, but. Um, you know, if you've never seen the anime, if you never read the manga and you enjoyed it, I can't blame you. Uh, I can, but I can't because you should watch everything, bitch. But that's okay. Um, so yeah, for somebody who does read the manga, who's watched the anime, this was not good. I'm sorry. Like, I'm I'm not gonna pretend like it is. I'm not gonna fucking not gonna fucking hype it up. Like, I'm not gonna dick eat. This was not a good series. Now, do I think that it has the potential to be good? No. I wish they would not make a season two. Um, they. I don't even think like they even realize the amount of problems that they're going to have moving forward. But I'm interested to see what they do. I will be watching. Go ahead, Money. Can I ask you, was it not good to you because it wasn't translated well from the anime? Or was it just not good because it's just not a good show? Just even in a vacuum, it's just not good. So I've never expected a one-to-one adaptation. And I'm glad they didn't go that route. Um, I wasn't mad with the things that they played with. I just don't think that it was good. <laughs> like, I just, I, I just don't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, um there were certain things that they got good. Like I said, uh, Inyaki Godoy's Luffy was great. I thought the walk to Along Park was wasted. I thought it could have been way better. What is oh, that? Arlong. Oh, my. I forgot about nigga Arlong. Oh, my <laughs> God. Every time this nigga comes on the screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> One Piece Live. Fuck you guys for fucking doing that. You motherfuckers. You, you niggas knew it was like, we need to get the, the black audience. Make Arlong black and then just put on some fucking hip hop every time he comes on. They're gonna love it. And bitch, I did. But fuck you for making me you motherfucker, you guys. Holy shit. Um Yeah, uh this this is not a good series. I'm uh yeah. Uh where am I? Number four, Loki season two. Now, I don't think that this is bad, just like I don't think One Piece live action is bad, it's just not good. Um again, I think that there are good things in it. But for the most part, it's extremely forgettable. Um, unlike you, when, when Jonathan Majors came on, I was still half asleep. Uh, and, you know, all the time travel and reveals, and it just didn't land for me. It They just didn't. Um, I appreciate what they're trying to do with Loki as far as, like, making him the god of time or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. We don't know. Um, <laughs> they're going to turn him into the time stone. That's what they're going to do. He's green. So... <laughs> fucking dorks um so yeah i mean i i personally i i just didn't love this uh number three love in death starring elizabeth olsen and uh the nigga from uh like mike i can never remember his name jesse plemons great actor there it is jesse plemons yeah uh this is a story about the nigga or sorry uh elizabeth olsen cheating on her husband and she ended up having to hack the bitch to death because the wife found out um this is based on a real life event it eh, Honestly, I shouldn't have watched this. This this really just isn't my thing. Um, but Abby really wanted to watch it. I actually think she kind of enjoyed it, which is crazy. I will say the death scene that they were able to get away with and do on Netflix was actually really well done. Like, to see this bitch getting chopped up by an axe like 47 times or whatever it is. This, this was on, this Max, is on uh, right? HBO Max, sorry. HBO Max. Um, the death scene they were able to do. And get away with with that lady getting chopped up 40-something times was actually crazy to see. Um, so I will give her props for that. Number two, Yu Yu Hakusho live action. Holy shit. Um, I mean, no, look, look. I, 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 I've stated numerous times. The first two episodes of this, I thought, I was like, oh, shit. We've got something here. And then, like, the rest of it happened. <laughs> I was just like, okay, this show actually is ass. Um, I think... 
I think that if 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 they were to continue and they kind of took what made the first two episodes good, which is not the anime part, sad to say, I think that they could actually have a decent show, but they they, they rushed so much and whatever. This is this is what happens when when you're a fan of something you don't like anything. Sorry. Number one, honestly, my number one isn't a bad show. I I I really don't think any of these are like like D's or F's. They're just not good. And that stands with number one, which is American born Chinese. Uh, I, I I think oh. my hype for this may have led to my disappointment for this. Um, I I mean, you know, so, some things were done really well as far as like the family element, the regular day to day stuff, but. Kind of like Yu Yu Hakusho, like once they started getting all mystic and spacey, I was just like, I this isn't this this these don't mix. They don't. It sounds like you like street level. <laughs> I never said I didn't like street level shit. Uh, I just don't like it as much as your ass. <laughs> yeah, let, let's do a street level Spider Man movie where we, he's got Daredevil and Jessica Jones and like no nigga, we, we we don't want that. Um, so yeah, that's my number one. American born Chinese. What do you think, Money? What's your top five to ten worst movies or series? All right, five worst shows. Um, now I, only. Two of these are actually bad. The, the first three are just not that good. Uh, number five, I have The Mandalorian season three. Um, God, it's just was it just wasn't good. It relied on way too much besides besides the core story, um, and it just kind of it just kind of lacked focus for me, and which is just so disappointing considering how season one and two were just so great. Uh, at number four um, for worst show of the year is Twisted Metal. Now I've I've stated before I had <laughs> I, I, had say, fun I thought you liked the show. show. <laughs> I have fun with it, but. I mean, objectively, it's still a bad. I mean, Anthony Mackie is doing all he can, but it's still a bad show. But I think mm. a lot of fun can be had with it. At number three, Sweet Two Season Two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people who know me know how much I hate this fucking show. Um, <laughs> I keep giving it the benefit of the doubt. Bro, you're 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 nuts, actually, for continuing to watch this. And you're like, nigga, I, I don't think I've ever heard you say anything positive about this show. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? You're fucking nuts. The oh last season God. comes out, I think, next year or the year after season three, and I'll, I'll be tuned in. All right. Um, <laughs> Sweet two. two. <laughs> oh, man. At number That's two funny. is Harlem season two. This is the show starring Megan Good on Prime Video. Um, this is the show that all the mamas and aunties ate me up on TikTok when I posted my How would you know what it's like to be a 37-year-old woman? How? How? Apparently, I can't speak on this show. I'm not a 40-year-old black woman, so – but. I, I enjoyed season one well enough, and so th- 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 there was no complaint saying, "Oh, how, how can you enjoy season one? You, you ain't a forty year old black woman." But when I don't like season two, then I can't speak on it. Um, anyway, <laughs> and well, my main issue with that show, by the way, just, just for context, is that they all act like teenagers, and that pisses me off. Um, at number one is the show Swarm. This is the show that I was super excited for, produced by Donald Glover, um, starring Dominique Fishback. It's my biggest complaint, and Julian knows this, in any kind of media, is pretentiousness. I cannot do it. I will not do it. And yeah, couldn't do it. Um, this show was actually pretty bad to me. Led <laughs> to nowhere. Okay, let's do our three most disappointing shows. of the- this. Disappointing means it's different than worse, guys. And so, mm-hmm. what are our three most disappointing shows of the year? Okay. Um, at wait, number- wait, I'm sorry. Nope, I skipped the category. We didn't do, we, we, we didn't do five worst movies. Sorry. I'll do that. Okay. Next. Turn my notebook back around. <laughs> Worst movies. Here we go. All right. So um, only. Wow. Okay. So I gave four F's, uh, two D's, and then the rest are just C's that honestly I, I just I just didn't like. I I just didn't. Oh, buy wait, them. Hold on. <laughs> you went above and beyond and did more than five movies. Oh yeah. What is oh, that wow. bad? No, I'm just saying because it said five worst movies, but but, but yeah, okay, yeah, there's I, a lot of hate yeah, in I your heart. No, I, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's just there just there was not a lot of good stuff this year. That's just my opinion. Well, that's, that's not true. I, I had 15 good and 10 that made the bad list. So, all right, um, number 10, I had the Flash. Uh, this movie just was not good. This this is also on my you know disappointing list. Um, spoiler, but this was just not a good movie. Um, it's I mean. It's unfortunate that like they knew they couldn't really go anywhere with the character with the downfall of DC, the downfall of Ezra Miller. And I think that there are some things that it succeeded in, but for the most part, uh this just this just the movie just doesn't work. It's ridiculous. And it was done better on fucking The Flash, like live action TV series with Grant fucking Gustin, which is disgusting to say out loud. 
Monty? Remember, like, you remember when, when this movie was teased as being like the turning point in terms of like, this is when it's going to turn the DCEU into the DCU. And I think maybe after the Ezra Miller controversy, they're just like, no, nah, we're just going to end it here. But could have been. It could be interesting to see how, how they would have tried to do that, though, if, they, if, if this was the, the crux of like the Passover, you know? But go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, number nine, I have Polite Society. I don't think that this is a bad movie. This movie just just exists to me. Um, I just I didn't I didn't really enjoy anything. Uh, sorry. Uh, shout out to Barack Obama. He, he put this on his one of his favorite movies of the year list. I saw so cool. Doesn't mean anything to me. President. All right. Uh, number eight, Aquaman two. Oh my god. I don't think this movie is like garbage, horrible, like F level, but this is certainly just a phone it in wahoo type ass movie like this movie is just this movie means nothing um i literally have already forgotten every major plot point and i saw it like a week and a half ago <laughs> um number seven <laughs> number seven number fucking seven fat ass denzel equalizer three get you, this shit out of here bitch. You get this shit out of here no you bro. disrespectful ass nigga. get this get this bullshit out of here bro i'm sorry this nigga denzel thinks he can just do whatever he want out here it make three equalizer three nigga <laughs> You, woo, woo, um, yeah, this, yeah, this, this was not fun or good. Uh, number six, this is the last fucking straw with your ass too. Transformers, Rise of the Beast. <laughs> I'm sick of you. I'm fucking sick of fucking Transformers. I'm not shouting out Peter Collins, Optimus Prime. No, no, no. Transformers. Holy shit. Number five, you people. Uh, I think the movie that a lot of people forgot about with fucking um, Jesus. Fucking Jonah Hill, Lauren London. Thank you. Jonah Hill, Lauren you London, Eddie Murphy. Um, what? I can't call him fat. You, just, you, you hate fat niggas, huh? Why would you say that? He's fat. Every, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I don't hate fat people. Um, yeah, this, this movie just wasn't interesting. Um, it was better done 20 years ago with Guess Who with Ashton Kutcher and Bernie Mac and uh, <laughs> Zoe Saldana. <laughs> Shout out to Zoe Saldana. When she, when she was black? Yeah, when she was black, as Wandy said. Now she's Dominican. <laughs> Number four, knock at the cabin, M. Night Shyamalan. Um, how fucking dare you, bitch? Like, this nigga released a trailer, and the trailer was the movie. And that was it. Um, this, this movie was nothing. Like, completely nothing. It, it's so funny, because, like, Shyamalan is known for these big twists or whatever. And when you're in the theater, you're kind of waiting for it. And when it just doesn't happen, you're just like, okay. That's a choice. Like, I get it. Like, because he's known for it, he's not going to do it. Okay. But you got to give me something, nigga. Like, this movie was nothing. The movie was absolutely nothing. Uh, number three. Uh, these, these, these final three movies. <laughs> <laughs> these final three motherfucking movies. Uh, I was just so upset that I wasted my life to go watch these. Um, well, Hidden Strike was on Netflix starring Jackie Chan and um, John Cena. This movie fucking sucked. I mean, I... <laughs> Try to warn him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the allure of Jackie Chan and John Cena should have been fun on paper. Like to me, anyway. To me, like obviously John Cena is is the the big goofy, or you can make Jackie Chan the goofy guy. Like he's he's like Jackie Chan is well versed in comedy and action, and we just got none of it. We just got this boring action story about this random part part of the world that nobody gave a fuck about. Number two. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Guys, when I tell you this movie doesn't mean anything, um, and I want y'all to know, I hated this movie when it debuted in March or April, whenever the fuck it was. Now, you know, it's, it's popular to hate Zachary Levi because he said whatever he said about James Gunn and his brother. That doesn't mean anything to me. This movie was bad when he came out. Um, and I don't want him back at Shazam. I'm sorry, I don't. Number one, Renfield. Uh, how fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Hulk, Aquafina. This movie was terrible. Um, I almost walked out. I almost did. And I don't know what possessed me to stay because I should have walked out. Uh, this is the movie. This, I'm, I'm a big horror fan. I'm a big Dracula fan. And they just did no service to either one of those categories. So this is the worst movie of the year by far. Do not see it. Don't support it. That's all. All right. Uh, at number five for me is House Party. I mean, this is the movie's <laughs> top five of the year. How crazy is that? It's not um, crazy. Yeah, you have polite society in your top ten or whatever. So crazy things happen. Uh, ah. This is just this is a stain on black cinema. Uh, at number four, I have these next four are just like the bottom of the barrel. Like 
well, actually, these all five of these. <laughs> uh, at number four, I, I have, we have a ghost. Uh, this is the show. I mean, the movie on Netflix starring David Harbour when he's a ghost, and I think Anthony Mackie's in this as well. It's just the, it's the Netflix formula, which I hate. Uh, I'm not going to rant about that anymore. At number three <laughs> is is Fear. This is the movie starring T.I. Terrence J. Howard. <laughs> it came out in like January. It was like a it was a King horror Batch. film. King Badge. I, sh- I should have fucking known. I should have fucking known. Uh, Monty, I told you. I was like, why are you going to see this in theaters? Like, you're crazy. Terrence, you're just like, oh, the allure of just seeing black people in a horror movie. Sorry, I want to support my own people. Um, yeah, at number be sorry. two, Back on the Strip, another black film. Um, mm. the, what a cast. Bill Bellamy, um, fucking. Phase on Love, Wesley Snipes. Phase on Love, Wesley Snipes, Gary Owens. This was just so awful. <laughs> guys i will i will pay you not to watch this movie and at number Damn. one is a movie I, I walked out of bo was afraid by a director who i think is so competent and which i was just so shocked at this decision to make this movie by ari Aster, who made hereditary and midsummer starring joaquin phoenix this movie is just a literal fever dream it's just constant weird things happening back to back to back with no kind of context and just it leads to nothing i walked out of the theater pissed um do not watch bo was afraid <laughs> that's in my humble opinion all right all right now let's do <laughs> Three most disappointing shows of the year. So not worse, but three most disappointing. Okay. So for, let me see, one. Okay, yeah. So number three is The Mandalorian Season 3. It's unfortunate. Um, I was really, really excited for this, like any Mandalorian fan would be. Uh, Mando, Din Djarin is literally my favorite character. I just don't think really anything landed here. Um, Yeah, very, very disappointing. Number two was American Born Chinese. Again, a show that I was very excited for with the cast. They had Michelle Yeoh. We had Ki-Hu Kwan. Uh, it looked like we were going to get like an original story told from that perspective by the dude who directed uh, Daniel Creston, Creton, whoever, whoever directed Shang-Chi. Um, I was excited and it just wasn't good, in my opinion. Uh, and number one is the One Piece live action. Uh, as a diehard One Piece fan, I was super hyped for this. And it just didn't live up to any expectations I had. So those are my three disappointing. What about you, Monty? All right. This is a very dour part of the pod. Uh, at number three, <laughs> I have another a Star Wars entry, but not Mandalorian. I have Ahsoka season three. Mm. Um, I don't know. Just everything was leading in the right in the right direction on paper. We got Dave Filoni. We got Rosario <clears throat> Dawson coming back. And it's just amounted to nothing. And a lot of the lore changes actually pissed me off, too. Um, at number two, I have the the idol. I mean, it's not horrible, but just disappointing in execution and how the episodes kind of midway through the season, we just, there's just a big time jump without any explanation. And just, it kind of just led to nothing. Like it, it was kind of no point at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and, and I, I, was, I was excited for, it, you know, cause it was from uh, Sam Levinson who I love Euphoria, So that's why like all the things on paper work. <laughs> and number one, nigga. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Uh, this is the, the the show directed by Boots Riley, who did uh, Sorry to Bother You. This is a highly uh, show that I was really anticipating this year. Uh, there was a lot of talent behind and in front of the camera, but I just think Boots Riley is such a visionary sometimes that sometimes it kind of, it kind of gets lost in the lost in the what, what's the what, what's the, what's the phrase lost in the what sauce? No, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. <laughs> Ether? I don't know, but. It, Lost in the, in the shuffle, I guess, in terms of his vision um, being clear. But I feel like he has so many ideas he wanted to put into this one show instead of just kind of focusing more. Um, let, let's do three most disappointing movies of the year. Okay. So at number four, I have the creator. Um, I thought I thought the creator, like the, the, the trailer for it looked amazing. Um, I thought the, the promo and the world building just alone in the trailer, I was like, okay. We could do something with this. Like this might be like actually a really good candidate for movie of the year if it's done right. And it wasn't. Um, number four. I mean, sorry, number three. I have Megan. Uh, man, like I, I was super excited to see this dumbass little movie. And when it turned out just to be like a dumbass little movie, I was really disappointed. I was just like, oh man, that sucks. Um, <laughs> I, for some reason, the the promo convinced me that this is like that this is going to be like a new horror staple. Uh, but it's not. But then again, they're getting a part two, I believe. So maybe it will be. I don't know. What the fuck do it, I know? It, did, it did well at the box office, too. Okay. Number two is The Flash, um, for reasons I stated earlier. And number one is The Blackening. I really, really thought that they were going to go a different direction with this. And when they didn't, I was just I was just disappointed. There's really no other way to put it. This isn't a bad movie. 
Um, but I definitely don't think it's great. I think it could have been great had they gone in a different direction, but um, that's okay. I mean, you know, they did what they did and movie's over. So The Blackening is my most disappointing film of the year. All righty. Uh, at number three for me is in terms of the most, um, is uh, Napoleon directed by Ridley Scott. I mean, Ridley Scott is one of my favorite directors. We got Joaquin Phoenix once again as Napoleon. It's just, it's just, it's not what you would think of when you think of a Napoleon movie. And maybe I was just a, a slave or a prisoner to my own expectations. Um, it's not, it doesn't explore the psyche of the world's greatest conqueror or, or one of them. It's just a, kind of a love story and a wonky kind of retelling on history. I just didn't think worked. Um, at number two, I have Ant-Man Quantumania. Mm. Uh, I thought that this is going to be the movie to pop off phase five and bring the MCU back in the right direction. The trailer looked amazing. Like they were going in a darker tone with bringing in Kang. And even though Kang was really good in it, um, this movie was just any, put any MCU script in a, in an AI and you're, you're going to get this. It had no heart to it. And I was just so, so disappointed. And at number one, I have rebel moon. This is the Zack Snyder film that's now streaming on Netflix Zack Snyder, another one of my favorite directors as well. And, you know, how Netflix gave him the keys. He had this idea in his head since he was 12 years old. And to, to see this is what this is what you do when, when you have the keys, it, I was just so disappointed. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> all righty. Do you want to do uh, – let's rank all the superhero movies this year. So, guys, um, okay. the movies that came out this year that are superhero-considered films are Flash, Blue Beetle, Aquaman 2, Ant-Man Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, The Marvels, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Shazam 2, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So out of those nine, give me your nine to one. I think it's nine. Yeah. Okay, so um, I... (laughs) No, well, look, um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse wasn't on my top 15 movies of the year. Um, and I really don't think it deserves a spot here either, in my opinion, because I, I, I just don't love the movie. Um, I know a lot of people do. It was literally your number one. Uh, it's just not one of my favorite things. So I, I don't want to like do something crazy, like put it at nine or whatever. Are so I'm just going to, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just going to take it out because like, seriously, like I, I just don't love it. So, but I know a lot of people do, so I'll just take it out. So number eight, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I already spoke about why she was asked. Aquaman 2. Um, and then we have Blue Beetle. I don't think I don't think this movie is really bad. It's just they just played it safe for everything that they did in the movie, which is fine. Um, but this movie doesn't matter anymore either. So uh and then I have Quantumania at my number five. Wait. Yeah, five. Um I don't hate this movie like you do. Uh this movie didn't disappoint me. But yeah, number flash, this movie did disappoint me. Like, what the fuck was this? Um, never going to get into stuff that I actually liked, like TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, uh, The Marvels, which we haven't spoken about this entire pod. I actually really enjoyed this. Uh, I thought that it was going to be mid, but I don't know. To me, it's a, it's a little better than that. Um, obviously, the reveal at the end helped, but I still like the interactions with all three of them. Uh, and I love Kamala, man. She's just a star. Uh, and then number one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. What about you, Monday? All right. At number nine for me is Ant-Man, Quantumania. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, yeah, it's just not good. Okay, so number eight to six are all <laughs> – they're so aggressively mediocre that it hurts. So I had trouble even placing mm. them in these, in these spots. At number eight is the Marvels. Uh, at number seven is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I think that's what it's called anyway. And mm-hmm. at number se- at number six is Blue Beetle. Um, like you said, they're just all just aggressively <laughs> mediocre. Now, five and four, I had some fun with, and that's number five is The Flash. I don't hate it as much as most people do. I think you can have a lot of fun with it. I think Ezra Miller is, is funny at times, even when he's not being unbearable. I love all the callbacks, like Zod, and uh, I love the, the, the Supergirl introduction, that kind of stuff. And the ending, I thought, with his mom was actually really impactful as well. Um, at number four, I have Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I don't hate this movie at all. I think it's a lot of fun. I like this, I like this better than the first one. I think Zachary Levi is... Even though him and Asher Roth, no, Asher something, a- Asher Angel, who plays the the younger version of him, have no kind of connected tissue. Like they don't act like the same person at all. Like it's weird, but I think that both of them are having fun enough in the role. And it's just, I think this movie, I think I enjoyed it more than most because I just went into it with my with my expectations on the fucking ground. So yeah, I had fun with it. Now these next three are just great movies, in my opinion. Number three is Guardians Three. 
Uh, number two is TMNT Mutant Mayhem. And number one is Across the Spider-Verse for reasons already listed. All right. Um, give me your top five to ten villains of the year. Or from a, mo- a movie, series, video game, anime, anything. Just villains, period. So, <laughs> number seven, I have Balin Skull from the Ahsoka series. Um, it's it's hard to really quantify him as villain. He's more of like an antagonist, but whatever. Oh, he, killed, um, he killed niggas. Innocent niggas. He's a villain. I guess. Um, masterful performance by Ray Steven. Um, is that his name? Ray Stevenson? Ray Stevens. Ray Stevenson, I believe. Yeah. Great performance by him. R.I.P. Uh, number six is Superfly. Ice Cube, man. Just absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. This, it was an interesting choice. Number five, I have Gravik uh, from Secret Invasion. I still think he flamed out toward the end, but that may not have been his fault. Uh, number four, I have the High Evolutionary. Uh, this nigga was just a menace throughout the entire film. Number three, I have Aaron. Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. Uh, <laughs> this nigga destroyed 80% of the world's population by himself. Well, technically not by himself, but yeah. Anyway, number two, I have Godzilla from Godzilla Minus One. What did they do to make that nigga so mad, bro? Oh, <laughs> my God. Um, talk about a fucking menace. And then number one, I have Dracula from The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, just, a, just a great villain. I mean, one of my favorite kills aside from the kid one was the one where the nigga was trying to roll away on that boat. <laughs> and all you heard was, oh, the wings flapping. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. That shit was crazy. Yeah. I think every Dracula. every... Every audience member was like, oh, I forgot that it can fly. Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at number 10 for me is Joe Goldberg from You, season four. I mean, yo, <laughs> Joe is one of the most, the most. he's a villain that we all root for, which is weird to say, but I mean, he's still a great villain. Um, at number nine, I have Clifton from The Blackening, played by Jermaine Powell. I mean, that interpretation of a of, of villain was just so funny. The reason why he hated everybody was ridiculous. That was the point. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought I thought it was done really, really well. Um, at number eight, I have Arlong from One Piece. Boom, boom, Get the fuck out of here! That actor is having a blast, man. And when actors have a blast, I in turn have a blast watching them. And, he, and Arlong, Ar- Ar- Arlong was a menace too, bro. I mean, you know, these niggas, uh, these niggas are literally fish, man. One, none of them in the pool. Like, I, I don't get how you can be like uh, these, these niggas just knew. They was like, yeah, they're black. That's crazy. <laughs> if they were black, would they really be in the pool? Uh, number seven, exactly. I have. Coralina Snow from Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the Hunger Games movie. Uh, this is the origin you saw that? of yeah. This yeah. is the origin of uh, Snow, and he's kind of an antihero at first. He's starting to starts off as a really goody two shoes, and what? And I love a good transformation when a character can evolve from one thing to another, and it's, and it's done. I thought it was done quite well. Uh, you know, the movie was just mid. At number six, I have Gravik from Secret Invasion. All the reasons you listed. Uh, at number five, I have Bowser from Super Mario Brothers. I, I don't know how you make your list. I mean, he's not a villain. Fucking Bowser. What? Bowser ain't a villain. No. I mean, he just wants a pussy, I guess. But yeah, this nigga Bowser was out here for love. <laughs> like, I'm <don't, laughs> not counting him as no villain. At number four, I have Superfly from TMNT: Mutant Mayhem, voiced by Ice Cube. Great villain. Uh, and I love when he turns into Super Duper Fly at the end when he gets big. <laughs> uh, at number three, I have. Ooh. Balin Skull from Ahsoka. Ray Stevenson, amazing performance. You can call him an anti-hero if you want, but just his demeanor and presence on the screen brought so much to that show. At number two, Godzilla from Godzilla Minus One. Like you said, absolute, <laughs> absolute menace. And at number one, I have Damien from Creed 3, played by Jonathan Majors. This is a menace as well. Um, and, and a great opposite to, my, to Michael B. Jordan. All righty. Got it. Um, let's do top five to ten action slash fighting performance or scenes of the year. And from a okay. movie, show, anything. So for number five, I have the... Okay. I'm thinking, and I shouldn't put this number five. I'm going to... No, fuck it. Number five is Ahsoka versus um, Anakin. And when she was like in that dream state, and they were fighting mm-hmm. between... When she was a little world. Jedi. World between worlds. Padawan. Yeah. And then she became, you know, the regular Ahsoka. Uh that's the part of the other series where we get that crazy, just Vader. Uh, Hayden has the, the yellow eyes. Uh, they're, they're doing some really good, like choreo there too, with his with his his lightsaber. And, you know the the two separate styles that they have. So that's number five. Number four, um, the ending fight scene in Yu Yu Hakusho's episode one, uh, where he's fighting that oh, yeah. nigga that took over his body or whatever whatever they were trying to say with that. 
Um, <laughs> it's actually is, funny. Is, it, is that not in the show? Like the, the demons that come in your body and take over your body? Uh, maybe it is. I just don't remember. Okay. I mean, I, I saw Yu Yu Hakusho once a few years ago. Maybe it is, um, but I, I really don't remember. Uh, actually, why would they just make that up? So I'm going to assume that it was in there. Because that's like, it's like a really crazy thing to make up. Anyway, um, yeah, that 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 entire like choreo fight scene, whatever you want to call it, was just spectacular, man. Like just straight out of a Jackie Chan China 80s movie. I, I loved it. Number three, the opening for Extraction 2. I mean, other other than what they were able to do in John Wick, which I talked about earlier, it was just like, like holy shit like this this is crazy uh and it was supposedly all in one shot monty doesn't think so guys he he says he knows where they cheated but uh it was all done in one shot whether we want to believe it or not that wasn't the opening either that's like midway through the movie that's the opening whatever um yeah uh number two i have paradise versus uh paradise island from attack on titan versus uh aaron um in the attack on titan finale there's a there's a point where Aaron's controlling the other founding or the, the other nine Titans. And they're basically like in a one V one situation, which is just nuts. Um, just some really great stuff, man. Really great stuff. And number one is Thorfinn versus snake from villain saga season two. Uh, this, this fight means so much because this is the first time Thorfinn has had a fight in like, I think five or 10 years. Um, because he's sworn off of fighting after his war-torn childhood. Uh, he doesn't want to kill anymore. He doesn't want to hurt people anymore. Um, so he, he sold himself into slavery and he's basically trying to have, he's basically trying to have like this redemption arc on the farm. There's a guy who's had a similar past, but not, not really. Um, he used to be a great warrior, but he's on the farm doing protection for the farm because of some shit he did in his homeland or whatever the case may be. So basically it's just like these two alphas on the farm, the, the fight is building up for the entire season because in, in season one, I'm, I'm kidding you not, there's a fight in every single episode. There's 26 episodes. There's 26 fucking fights, maybe more. Um, but in the 24 episodes of season two, there's literally two fights. But because they make you wait, it means so much more. Um, and when Thorfinn and Snake actually fought, we were just like, oh, my God. This First of all, Thorfinn's fucking back, bitch, because that nigga was going crazy. Boy. That nigga was going crazy. Um but yeah, it was it was really really well done, really really great fight. Like it, it gives me chills just thinking about it, man. I want to watch it again on YouTube. I probably will once I leave here. That's it, man. What do you think? All righty, <laughs> all right. Uh, at number ten, I have Blue Beetle's first transformation. Jaime Reyes when he first the scare first attached to his body. I thought it was just really done really well. It has a lot of horror elements to it. Uh, I love that. At number nine is there's a scene in this movie called Sisu, the uh, the famous underwater scene as Julian likes to call it, where he is t- <laughs> this man, this old man is running from this army and he jumps into or a militia, should I say, he jumps into a lake and they're like, okay, we got him. He, these niggas in the lake, and he's taking niggas off one by one, slitting their throats, taking the air out of their throats while they while he's slitting them underwater just to breathe and not. It was just it was insane. Wow. Um, at number eight, I have the staircase scene in John Wick 4. I don't, I don't know how any John Wick 4 scenes didn't make it on your list, but that scene was just so ridiculous. I remember in my theater when he fell down the the, the second time, everybody was like, oh, my God, like, what are we doing here? But it was like a, it was like a, it was like a fun kind of like, oh, my God, like, how can he get back up that, that staircase? Um, at number seven, I have the underwater heist from Aquaman 2, <laughs> uh, which is when Black Mana first took that uh, that stuff from Atlantis, that that oil or that fuel, or whatever. Just a really cool scene and a highlight of the movie. Um, at number six, I have the opening outbreak in The Last of Us show, episode one, I believe, when the airplane's crashing. Joel's trying to get his daughter, Sarah, that's her name, mm-hmm. out of the city. It's just so much chaos ensuing around them. It was just it was just done so well. Um. At number five, I have where am I? And I have the Frozen Lake Battle on Napoleon. So this is one of the highlights of the Napoleon movie. This is really Scott flexing his muscles uh, or his 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 battle choreography <clears throat> muscles. It was just a beautiful, beautiful scene um, of just these this this poor army just being succumbed to Napoleon's battle IQ and by putting him on his frozen lake and having them all kind of just sink individually was really really cool. Um, at number four, I have. Like you said, that 21 minute extraction scene, that one take, like, okay, whether it's a one take or not, which I know it's not, it's still done amazingly. And it's just so high intensity. Um, At number three, I have 
the hallway scene from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We get to see all the individual Guardians show off their powers and skills, and it's just done so well. A great send-off for them uh, in terms of a battle finale. And at number two, I have the heroes versus all for one in My Hero 6. Just that little three or four episode arc. I mean, I know it's kind of a lot, but still, like, that's when I was on the edge of my seat, jumping up and down. I was like, this is this is just insane. <laughs> like, what what's going to happen next? And at number one, I have Godzilla when he first comes to Tokyo and Godzilla minus one and, and lets off that atomic breath. Like I said, I just I just sat in my seat and I was just like, oh, my God, uh, that's just an amazing action sequence, in my opinion. So, yeah. Love it. Uh, All righty. Next category here. We're going to go. Give me your top five funniest movies of the year. So apparently I didn't watch a lot of comedies. Um, the only one I have on my list is Bottoms. Uh, but. I feel like maybe I just left something off, but uh, whatever. I mean, if you want to count House Party, yeah, I guess that's a comedy. So let's go House yeah. Party and let's go um, Bottoms. Bottoms was definitely the funniest movie of the, of the year. Uh, movie with the girl from The Idol. I can't remember her name. But yeah, yeah Jonah Hill's sister, I think. No. No, not her. Not A.O. I did No, she she wasn't there. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was talking about... Um, I think Rachel Sinat. The Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. what about you, Monty? I had two honorable mentions. Um, no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence was really, really funny in, in spots, uh, as well as Dungeons and Dragons, which I still need Julian to watch. That and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, this movie, I don't know, it did horrible at the box office. I wish, but everyone who's seen it says yes. Like people need to go watch it. It's so funny. It's, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy if it was done in medieval fantasy times. It, like it's, it's that good. Anyway, at number five, I have the Blackening. Um, Regardless of how I feel about the movie, I definitely laughed a lot in certain spots. Some jokes really landed for me there. Uh, at number four, I have Polite Society. I thought that was just hilarious as well. Most of the jokes come from uh, the lead, Prior Kansara, as well as her two best friends in the, in the movie. Um, at number three, I have American Fiction, which I just saw last night. Super, super funny, super smart. Um, Julie, I think I think you really enjoyed that film a lot as well. At number two, I have Theater Camp. Uh, this movie was absolutely hilarious. And, and at number one, I have You People. Uh, Jonah Hill, I mean, if you put him in any kind of situation where it, awkwardness is going to ensue, he's just going to shine because he just plays that. He, play, he plays it up so well. And so I thought he had him and Eddie Murphy uh, paired together really made for some, a lot of laughs in that movie. Um, mm. <laughs> let's, let's do top five horror movies of the year. Okay, let me find that list. Oh, it's right here. All right. Uh, number three. This is interesting. Okay. Number three. I have Godzilla Minus One. Uh, is it horror your, your favorite genre too? It's one of them, yes. Uh, apparently, I didn't see, didn't see too many of those. Number two, I have Scream 6. And number one is The Last Voyage of the Debater. I'd argue Godzilla Minus One is not a horror movie. Um, but sure. At number five, I have Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, so, by the way, just for context, all these movies are, I don't think we got any really great horror movies this year. I agree. Um, but, but they're all like, all these, all these are B minuses to me, in my opinion. Um, well, you, uh, at number four, I have Exorcist Believer. Uh, I thought it was good from an acting standpoint and a storytelling standpoint, but the scares weren't always there. And it could have went a little bit further, in my opinion. At number three, I have. Um, talk to me. This is the movie that most people would consider the best movie of the year. Most critics are considering best. It's definitely original and all that kind of stuff. But um, the tail end of it kind of didn't connect for it as much as it did for most people. But I, I still recommend it to any horror fan. Talk to me by A24. Um, at number two, I have The Blackening. Um, I, it's, it's on the funniest list and, and, and the horror list. So that speaks to something, I guess. And number one is Scream 6. <laughs> Uh, which I had a, a lot of fun with as well. I wish we could see this story conclude um, in screen seven, but that probably won't happen. All right. Next list here, guys, we're going to do is original music. So, or, or score. So give me your top five to 10 best original music in a movie or score <clears throat> from a movie. All right. So number five, I have from Wonka, the come with me. I like Timothy Chamelay's uh, rendition of it. Um, I like his his vocal pitch a little more than Gene Hackman. Wilder. Wilder? Yeah. Whatever. Um, number four, even though I don't love this movie, I think the ending 
with this with that dun 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 playing in the background was hard for across the spider verse um number three i have one of the girls from the idol uh it's one of the songs on the i'm pretty sure it played in the, yeah it did play in the uh in the show too as did number two fill the void um it's actually so funny like seeing seeing lily rose depp perform these in the show and then like listening to the actual song it's like pretty pretty close so it's pretty good um Number one is obviously for me is going to be um, Halle Bailey's "Part of Your World." Her rendition of that song was just absolutely fantastic. What do you think, Monday? Oh wait, nice. I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. "Part of Your World" is not number one. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. No, I to- I totally fucked up. A song uh, that made you cry that made you cry bawling in the theater is not number one. Wow, what, what could top that? No, yeah, number two. Is, so that, that's number three. Number two is "I'm Just Ken" from Barbie. Um, it, it it was almost song of the year, like it it almost was literally. But there's nothing better than motherfucking peaches, 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 peaches. Ah, yeah. Sorry, that's my number one. Peaches wins the best music or score of the year, in my opinion. Alrighty, so I have. Two scores I just want to shout out because because my other ten are just actual songs, but these are two scores I think are really fantastic. Number one is the spot theme from Across the Spider Verse, like the spot villain. His theme is just so creepy and eerie. And number one are is the uh, the Godzilla theme, which is really just the old theme, but they kind of revamped it a little bit. But it it just hits you in the heart and chest as soon as you hear it. It's, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> um, now at number ten for original music in a, in a movie this year is Ballad of Lucy Gray by R- Rachel Zegler, who's a great um, singer from the Hunger Games movie. Um, at number nine, I have My House by Beyonce. This is a new song that she released at the end of her concert film. Uh, it's totally new, not on the album or anything. It's another great song on, on a Renaissance project. Um, number eight, I have J. Cole, Adonis Interlude in Creed 3. Uh, I think this is done during Jonathan Major's training arc in the movie. Um, just a, n- another great J. Cole verse. Um, I think, yeah, actually, I know for a fact that Dr- Dreamville did the entire album for Creed 3. So that was really cool. Um, at number seven, I had This Wish by Ariana DeBose in the Disney movie Wish. I didn't watch the movie, but I remember hearing this song in the trailer. Like, this is an amazing song. So I, I downloaded it automatically, and it's really it's a really great song. Um, at number six, I have Steal the Show from Pixar's Elemental, an- another really good song that was played during a montage in the film. film wasn't all that. Pixar has definitely fallen off, but that was a really great song. Um, at number five, I have Peaches by, of course, Jack Black, Bowser. Peaches, 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 Peaches. At number four. I have, um, where's number four at? I have Coyla Ray, and she has a song in Across the Spider-Verse. It's called uh, Self Love. Uh, it's played during the montage when Spider Gwen is dealing with it in the beginning, when she's dealing with you know her father not understanding who she is. Just an amazing, impactful song. Um, at number three, I have Part of Your World Reprise by Halle Bailey. Uh, like you said, man, in the theater, just chills, and it was like 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 you could hear a pin drop when she when she sang that. At number two, I have I'm Here by Fantasia, who plays Seeley in The Color Purple. Um, that song, like I said, almost brought a tear to my eyes. It was just an amazing rendition of the song. There's actually a video out right now where she's doing her table read for the movie, and she's singing it amongst all her castmates, um, Corey Hawkins, Coleman Domingo, and they're all just like, oh, my God, like this is crazy. And number one for me is Billie Eilish, What Was I Made For, the song from the Barbie movie. Um, how the hell did the Barbie movie get a song of this caliber on their soundtrack? I will never know, but this song is just absolutely stellar and perfect and will put you in your feels automatically. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome sauce. All right. So moving on here, what categories do we have left? 2024 video game baddies and baddies. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't put them for that. Oh, you never participate in that. Why? Uh, I think it's a stupid category. It's not. Well, okay, well, then let's get that one out the way then. We're going to do top five series or show baddies. Okay. <laughs> no. You're such a fucking annoying ass. Say it. All right. Say it. At number f- nothing. <laughs> Say it. Say it. I'm such a what? You're not going to cancel me. <laughs> At number five. That record button ready. I'm going to clip it. <laughs> At number five, I have Al- I really had ten, but I'm gonna just do five. I have Alex Lafree, um, who plays Effie <laughs> in Power Book Two, Season Three. Um, well, all these is really not much to say. I mean, just just look at them. At number four, 
Um, I have Priya Ch- Priyanka Chopra, Chopra, who plays Nadia in the show The Citadel, starring Richard Madden um, on Prime Video. This is the spy thriller. Uh, yeah. At number three, I have Madeline Klein, who plays Sarah Cameron on Outer Banks 3, White Queen. And at, and both number one and two both come from the same show, which is Grownish. At number two, I have Daniela Perkins, who plays this character named Kiela on Grownish Season 5. And at number one, I have <laughs> Justine Skye, who plays this character named Annika on uh, Grownish Season 5. Yeah, so those are my top five baddies in a series or show this year. Now, g- give me your top five baddies in a movie this year. I do not do this category. <laughs> so enjoy. Because I hate, I hate we do this because now it makes me look like extra horny because like... I mean, if we both, brother, the, if, the, the if list itself is already horny. It's not. But if we both participate, it, it looks like, okay, this is something that we do. But now it's like, only I'm doing it. Now it's just weird. Yeah. Okay. It is. Anyway. Pretty weird. <laughs> pretty fucking weird. <laughs> At number five, I have Lauren London, who played the character of Mira in the movie You People. It was always great seeing her back, even with the added weight. Keep adding them pounds. Wow. <laughs> keep, keep adding them pounds, baby. It don't matter. Okay. Um, <laughs> At number four, I have oh, I have a duo with this one. I have a joint. I have the I have the Carpenter sisters from Scream Six, um, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera. Yeah, give them both. Uh, at number three, I got Sasha Kaye, um, from mm. who plays Supergirl in the Flash. This is super awkward to do why because they just like right. <laughs> I can just feel her looking at me, so it's super awkward. But I'm, I'm going to ignore her. Um, I have number three. Mm. I have Sasha Kaye, which makes it even worse. I'm the only one doing this shit. Fuck you, Sasha yeah. Kaye, who plays Supergirl in the Flash movie. That suit was crazy. Um, at number two, I have Sydney Sweeney, the whitest of all the queens, uh, who plays the character <laughs> B, anybody wow. but you, um, B for breast. And at number one, I have uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of cheating, I guess, but Beyonce as herself yeah. in the Beyond in the Beyonce Bro. Renaissance movie. So yeah, this um, nigga said B for breast. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. All right, Wani, yes, yes, is your dick hard? Are you uh, is did you get whatever you needed out of that? I did, and I would have gotten more. If, well, that sounded crazy. Never mind. So, um, what? <laughs> let's do our top five to ten most anticipated shows of next year for twenty twenty four. All right. Um, no, no, so, nope, 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 nope. I'm sorry. That, that should definitely be last. So let's do top three or five video games. I can't. I can't do this for the one because I didn't. I don't play games. But Julian, take it away. All right. Top three. Yeah, top this, five games of the year. This is actually kind of weird because I'm the only one doing it. So. Yeah, I'm like, I wish you would have like done it. Like, yeah. Anyway, shut up, shut up. <laughs> number five. Number five. Guys, first of all, this is like an incredible year for video games. Um, this is just like really, really incredible year. I, I I don't remember the last time we've gotten so many bangers. Uh number five, I have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It is the sequel to Jedi <laughs> Kingdom. What is wrong? <laughs> I'm, oh I'm in trouble. God. This nigga getting the death stare right now. Oh my god. Listen, I'm in trouble. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. You're fucking nuts. Um, yeah. Anyway, an, a, another just banger game. Um, it's so crazy that like this is like their own lore, and you know, it's gotten to the point where like people want Cameron Mahanahan, Jesus Christ, Ma, Magak. I cannot say Monahue? this day. I think it's Monahue, Is that right? his name? No, Cameron Monahan. I could have sworn it was like that, yeah. anyway. Him. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It's crazy that like they want this nigga live action now. Um, that's how good the games have gotten. Number four, God of War Ragnarok. Technically, this came out in November of 2022, um, but it still falls on my radar for this year's games, uh, this slate of year games, because it's just just fantastic. Number three is uh, Insomniac's Spider-Man 2. Um, it's so crazy that, like, with all the hype this had, it kind of lived up to it, which is crazy, because, like, this is one of the most hype games of the year, aside from, you know, my next two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, just great voice voice work by Yuri Lorenthal. Um a really fun narrative with uh, Venom, and I'm interested to see where it goes. I mean, apparently we're getting a Venom game, and we're getting a Spider-Man 3, so we'll see. Shout out to Miles Morales. He's way more fun to play with than Peter, which is why they had to get his nigga the Venom suit to even the scale. Um, number two, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, need I fucking say more? I took off a week of, I literally took off a week from work to play this when it released, and it was the best week I've ever had. Aside from this week, number one, Hogwarts Legacy. Now, guys, I want you to understand the importance of me putting this at number one. Because when you're a fan of something, you hate everything. You do. So just like I didn't like the One Piece live action, just like I'm not liking the Percy Jackson series. Um, I've only seen two episodes, by the way. Uh, 
this this had to do a lot to impress me. It really did because I am the especially with Harry Potter. I am the biggest fucking Harry Potter fan, which means I'm the biggest fucking Harry Potter critic. And not only did it, did it like exceed my expectations, it knocked it out of the park. Like I can't wait till they do a part two. I've played this numerous times this year. This is the only game, by the way, that I went back and played after I've beaten it this year. And that's why it deserves the number one spot. They got so many things right, but there's still so many more things to do from uh, so some of the things they got right were like the, the, the sorting. You get to pick your own sorting. You get to pick your own wand. You get to pick your own broom style. Bro, like this, these are things I never thought I would see in my lifetime. And there's an open world that you can just fly across. Like it's this just it's just so fun, man. The the combat was satisfying. Being able to cast a Vada Kedavra is just nuts. Um, I still think people are weird for thinking that they were going to be able to go around Hogwarts killing students. I'm not sure why they thought they were going to be able to do that, but yeah. yeah, Hogwarts Legacy is the game of the year in my opinion. I think everybody should play it. Uh, can you do that one thing that they do in the movie? What's it called evaporate or whatever um, when they fly around like clouds, like real fast. What evaporate? What's it called? That that spell that 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 like Dumbledore uses with Harry when he grabs him by the arm at the bus station. And oh, apparate, apparate, apparate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to be seventeen. No, you have to be seventeen to apparate. But they have fast travel, so you basically can. But no, you 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 can't like actually apparate. No. Okay, just curious. All right, give me your top five to ten most anticipated shows of next year, twenty twenty four. So this was an interesting list. I have more on my TV shows than I do on film. Um, but as I stated earlier, I mean, everything in my top five aside from Super Mario Brothers um, for this year, I didn't know about at the beginning of the year anyway. So hopefully there are more things to come for the film side. But on the TV show side, uh, number six, I have Invincible season two. Um, even though it premiered in 2023, I need it in 2024. I've been waiting years literally for this shit. Uh, number five, man, the return Rick and Michonne, the walking dead, the world beyond. I, I need it. I fucking need this. It's going to be so good. Hopefully number four, Matt Reeves, HBO max, the penguin. I still don't know why I care about this show, but I really do. I mean, Colin Farrell was, was great in the Batman as the penguin, but that was what, two years ago at this point. Um, but there's still like a level of excitement for me to watch this show. So I'm, I'm very excited for this. <laughs> Number three, Netflix. Bitch, you better get it right. Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, even though the creators left the show early on, and even though the trailer did not look stellar, I am super excited for this. Um, I'm probably not going to like it, but maybe I will. Maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Number two, I have Echo um, for literally no reason other than to see Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And number one... <laughs> I mean, House of the Dragon, bitch. Season motherfucking two. Give it to me. I need it. Monty, what are your most anticipated shows for 2024? I love that for you. Uh, at number 10, I have The <laughs> Penguin. Matt Reeves, The Penguin Show. Um, for all the reasons that you stated, Colin Farrell owns this role completely. Um, at number nine, I have The Last Airbender on Netflix. It would definitely now keep in mind, guys, this show what what One Piece, whatever it means to Julian, this is what Avatar means to me. Um, but after watching the trailer, like you said, it wasn't stellar. And after watching this fucking Percy Jackson show, now I'm even more scared. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be ass to be honest, but I'm I, I put it at number nine at least. Uh it should be number one though. At number eight, I have Shogun. This is the new show coming to FX, the set in, in feudal Japan. It looks amazing. Yeah, there is some some white interference in, in the show. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can, we can we can stick to our guns there. Um, That's the main number seven, No, it's not. At number seven, I have Echo. Okay. Um, I'm not just only excited for Charlie Cox. I want to see Echo. I, I thought she was a highlight in Hawkeye series, um, so I want to see her. Uh, at number six, I have uh, X Men '97. I mean, I, I grew up watching X Men in the '90s, the '90s show. Um, so hopefully they can maintain that same magic that it had in the nineties at number five. I have invincible season two, part two. I still hate them for taking this long ass season break, but I can't lie to you. I'm not excited for the second season. I mean, part two of the second season. I definitely am <clears throat> at number four, the boys season four. I need it in my veins. Now at number three, I have the acolyte star Wars, the acolyte. I'm so excited for this show in particular, just because of it's set in a time that we've never explored yet in the movies. This is before episode one. This is the this is the rise of the Sith 
in the council. And so I cannot wait to see how that plays out because there's no books, there's no comics to go off of. This is just pure new stuff in Star Wars lore. Um, at number two, I have My Hero Season 7. Uh, I need it, need it, need it, need it, need it, need it. And number one, like you, House of the Dragon Season 2. Dun, 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 dun. It's, I already know it's gonna be a so yeah um <laughs> last list guys it's been a long journey but we are finally here give me your top five to ten movies that are coming out next year of 2024 yeah man this was tough um maybe i just didn't research hard enough but i'm looking at the slate there's nothing i'm really too excited about um so i only have four things here uh and really i'm i'm, I'm really only excited about three of them uh but number four is Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. Um, I'm going to be their opening night. Uh, but after what they did to Kong, I'm expecting some serious redemption. But hey, he, he's got a metal arm now. So we'll see how he stacks up. Uh, this is going to be the tag team of the fucking century. I can't wait for it, honestly. Uh, number four, Nosferatu, the original, original you, vampire tale. Number three? Yes, sorry. Yeah, number three is Nosferatu, the original vampire tale, 100 years in the making, which is insane that the original came out in 1922 um has a stat cast willem defoe nicholas holt uh lily rose depp is in it uh i'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be one of the movies of the year at least horror of the year um i'm very excited to see what they can do to modernize this and make it good number two sonic three it's it's so crazy <laughs> it's it, it's nuts how like the first one was just bad the I second agree. one the, the second one wasn't as bad. Like, it was a little more fun. But is there a bigger reveal than fucking Shadow Bitch? Like, I don't think there is. Like, <laughs> like this, this, is, this is like Darth Vader walking down that fucking tunnel. Like, like this, 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 this means everything to me. So you finna tell me I'm getting Shadow and Sonic in a movie? Like, I, yeah, I'll be there opening fucking night. And number one, this is a weird number one, but it's Deadpool. But it, I... I I don't care about Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Like, I don't. Um, I'm here to see Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and everything else they can put in. Uh, but I'm probably going to be disappointed because it's Deadpool 3. So at the end of the day, Ryan Reynolds is going to get his shine too. But, yeah. So far, man, these are the only four films that I can say, like, I'm excited to see these. What about you? So mad that I forgot to put Nosferatu in my list. But that definitely would have been, like, my top three or five. Because um, Del Toro is, is, like, one of my favorite directors ever. So, yeah. Uh, at number 10, I have Godzilla and Kong, New Empire, whatever that shit's called. They revealed <laughs> the, the new villain because he got revealed through toys that got leaked. Toy? That nigga looks fucking dope. Besides Scar King, there's another villain. He looks fucking dope as fuck. Um, okay. At number nine, I, I have I have um, the, a Mad Max saga, Furiosa. This just aesthetically looks fucking <laughs> like one of the best looking films I've ever seen in my life. Um, number eight, I have The Book of Clarence. This is a movie starring... Lakeith Stanfield, I believe it comes out in January. It's like it a does. retelling on one of the disciples of Jesus. And it just looks like a fun, modern take on a, a story, on an age-old story. Um, so I'm always here for, like, originality. Um, number seven, I have the Mean Girls reboot, the the, the musical. Um, my heart is telling me that it's going to be horrible, but I'm just going <laughs> to – I got to see for myself, man. I got to see for myself. At number six, I have Joker's two, uh, the the musical. We got uh, we got we got uh, Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. I just got to see what the fuck this even like. What is this going to even look like? Because it's just such a, a departure from the, the first Joker, which I thought was amazing. I just got to see what what like what at the boardroom did they say to me? Like, you know what? We're doing this. Um, at number five, I have Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. The big Matt Reeves Planet of the Apes fan. Cannot wait to see where they take the story. The, the animation looks amazing, or CG or whatever. Mocap looks fucking fantastic. It looks like it's, they're actually going back to the old story of the first Planet of the Apes film that first released. Uh, number four, I have Wicked. This is the part one with Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erbio. I just saw Wicked for the first time on Broadway this year. It was an amazing play, and so I would love to see it um, translated on screen with Ariana Grande, like one of my favorite artists. Um, number three, Deadpool three. Um, I actually do like Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the Deadpool movies, but I like him enough. Now, I'm curious for you though. Are, are you going to watch Deadpool two before Deadpool three? Because I think I actually do think it's important because mm. of what's something that happened at the end of Deadpool two. I think it is kind of important to watch it. Probably won't. That's so weird to me. Okay. Uh, at number two is Beyond the Spider Verse. Now, I, I watched. I saw like a list on on online of like what's coming out. We've seen com- 
conflicting reports about how the animators are so backed up behind there's no way it's coming out next year but it was on the list and so if it is coming out next year i need it and I, at home you're probably wondering what the hell could be beyond a spider-verse julian please tell them what it is what oh please tell them my number one most most movie of the year or most anticipated movie of the year oh dune right dune part yeah. two that's what i say like what, what are we doing yeah got it yeah what are we doing here part one was a literal perfect movie and it wasn't even complete mm-hmm. And so it's time for the end of the tale. And uh, yeah, I know it's going to be amazing. So yeah, guys. <laughs> I, I, I hope I hope that you do love the movie. Um, and I hope it's I'll not a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> Mondi, monster, monster pot, monster. <laughs> now you can say that. Yeah, now you can say that. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Hit the like button. Let us know what was your favorite movie of the year. What was your favorite TV show? Leave, it, leave a comment. And uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, man. Have a good one.